the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church, and we are live. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I am Gary Bell, and we're inviting you to call in with your questions, your comments, and your concerns. Our toll-free number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone and let us know what's on your mind. Again, that number is one 888 Well, tonight on Contending for the Faith, we are continuing with part three of our new series entitled An Extreme Invitation to Discipleship as found in Luke chapter 14, verses 15 through 24. Jesus every day is giving this extreme invitation to those in the church, to those outside the church. But there are very few who are truly responding to this invitation. They're too busy making excuses and allowing the cares and the distractions and things of this world to get in the way of their accepting this extreme invitation. Well, let's prepare our hearts to receive this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that uh, introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be uplifted and challenged by the message tonight. And as Brother Gary said, we are at uh, part three, talking about an extreme invitation to discipleship. Oh, what a challenge to all of us in the body of Christ, an extreme invitation to discipleship. Most of us are ignorant when it comes to discipleship, and many people just don't have a heart desire to learn about discipleship. Oh, I challenge you tonight to awaken your soul to be committed to discipleship, to grow in discipleship, to know what Jesus is saying when it comes to an extreme disciple for him. Now, as Brother Gary said, uh, we have been looking at this extreme invitation to discipleship in the Gospel of Luke, in the Gospel of Luke chapter 14. And I want to call your attention back there again to Luke chapter 14. And we talked about this the last time we I taught on this, and we got into all of these different eyes. We got into all these different types of prayers that these people were doing. They were into the I theology. They were into the excuse theology. They were into my theology. They were into all the things that are contrary to taking advantage of this extreme invitation. We got people like that today in the church. 
they just busy as a bee, but they don't want to be committed to an extreme discipleship. Now, uh, as it says in Luke chapter 14 and verses 18 through uh, this chapter, uh, I want to call your attention there. And it says in verse 18, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I, notice the I, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must need go and see it. And I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I, notice all of these eyes, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray, now notice he mentioned prayer before in verse 18, and then he mentions prayer again in verse 19. I pray thee, have me excused. And here's another I theology. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore cannot come. And this made the uh, master of the house angry, as it says in verse 21. Now, let me say some things to you tonight about all of these different eyes, this eye theology that's in our church today. It might not be any theology, but it's a lot of eye theology. It's a lot of excuse theology. That's a lot of my theology. It's a lot of prayer theology in our churches today. Now, I want to say this to you. Satan uses these three things to keep us out of the kingdom of God. Now, notice I said three things he uses to keep us out of the kingdom of God. And one is excuses. And I said before, excuses don't excuse, they only accuse. And now a lot of people are going to go to hell because they make excuses all the time when it comes to wanting to do the Lord's work, wanting to be involved with the Lord's work. They always got an excuse. And then the second thing that they always do, another word is I and I, theology. And then another thing that they always do is that they pray. They always pray. Now, uh, in Luke chapter 14, verses 16 through 20, these three words are used over and over. And I believe that Satan is behind each one of them to keep people out of the kingdom of God. Oh, you just keep living by these excuses. You just keep living by the I theology. Just keep living by the wrong prayer. A lot of us are praying in church, and a lot of us are praying outside the church. But some of these prayers are going to end up just like the rich man in uh, uh, Luke 16 and verse 27. Uh, he was doing a lot of praying in hell, and he wanted to pray himself out of hell, but it was too late for him. And a lot of us are praying all sorts of prayers, but no committed prayer. And we're going to pray ourselves. Now, this is going to shock you when I say this. We are going to pray ourselves because we got the wrong prayers. We're going to pray ourselves right to hell. And when we get to hell, we're going to be praying prayers to get out of hell. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be praying these prayers that this man is doing when he's making these excuses. And it's going to pray us right into hell. You never hardly hear a message like that, huh? Somebody saying, 
certain prayers can send you right to hell. Yes, the wrong prayers. And this, these people here had behind their prayers excuses. They had behind their prayers the I theology. They had behind their prayers no heart to do what God wants them to do. And we got people like that in our churches today. People like that who don't go to church. They always make excuses. They always have an explanation for their complacency and their procrastination. They have all of these excuses. That's what they have behind all of these things. Now, I want you to notice something that's very important here. In verse 18 of uh, Luke chapter 14, it says, And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. Now, the text says that they all, now remember Jesus said before, broad is the way that lead to destruction, and many there be that go therein. They all, and remember Jesus said, many are called, but few are chosen. And they make these excuses. Look in Luke 14 and verse 18. Excuses are never justifiable when it comes to doing the Lord's work and doing what he calls you to do. Because Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And I want you to notice something as well. This I theology. Look at Luke 14, verses 18, 19, and verse 20. The word I in the context here is used, the personal pronoun I is used seven times. This man is really into the I theology. He's not into the God theology, but the I theology. And there's a lot of us like that today. We have excuses around this thing of I. And then he's into the prayer theology. Luke 14, verses 18 and 19, he's into praying, but he has the wrong prayer. And this is why Jesus said that these type of people in the end will not get into the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus said. When you read the end of this chapter, Jesus said, these people will not None of these will enter into the kingdom of God with these excuses, with the I theology, and with the wrong prayer. Satan can make an idol. Notice this. Satan can make an idol or a god out of these three things without us ever knowing it is going on. I'm going to say that again. Satan can make an idol or a god out of these three things that I've mentioned without us ever knowing that it's going on, an idol or God out of the excuses, that can be our God, an idol out of the I theology, that can be our God and our idol, an idol out of the wrong prayer, that can be our idol and God because we always say, oh, I'll eventually get there, the Lord, with with Lord giving me strength to do it, I'm praying for strength to do it. Yeah, you never do it, but you're praying for strength to do it. It's the wrong prayer. You need to just do it. You need to be obedient to what God says to do. Just do it. You know, do your job. They all began to make excuses. 
This is what they all began to do. And we are that way today. We make excuses. And uh, let me just kind of break this down a little bit more. The first man was controlled by his possessions. I have purchased some land. The second man, controlled by business. He's so much into his work. I have purchased 10 oxen to help me work. And then the third man is controlled by natural relationships or relationships. I have gotten married. It's probably his wife was his idol, <laughs> like a lot of us have in our uh, churches and, and outside the churches. We let our wives be our idol. And this wife might have been the type of person who might have said to him, you're not going to go unless I go. And she said, jump. And he probably said, hi, hi, to jump. You know, but this is the danger today. Sometimes when even family is not doing what God says to do, you got to go in the way of God. Now, ask yourself the question. Ask yourself the question. How many times, let me say this in conclusion, how many times have those kind of excuses prevented you from doing what God invited you to do? You let your walk with Christ get in the way. You let your walk with the church get in the way. You let uh, yourself not go to church because you let the flesh, the world, and Satan get in the way. You let the world, the flesh, and Satan get in the way of you attending Bible study. You make excuses around reaching people for Christ. You make excuses around giving and giving to ministries that's blessing your heart. You make excuses and let the I theology get in the way of your quiet time and your prayer time in the Word of God and getting in the Word and let the Word of God get into you. And these are timeless excuses that get in the way of our time with God. Example of excuses are these. I got to work. Now notice the I. I got to work. Let me make it applicable for us today. I got to work. I got family in town. I can't make it to Bible study. I can't make it to church. I am too tired. Notice the I. I got up late to go to church, and it's too late for me to go. I work too hard on the yard. I'm too tired to go to church and Bible study to pray and read the Word. I have partied all weekend on Friday and Saturday I am angry with somebody in my home, family, and church to go to church, to come to church. And I'm just I, 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 all of this I theology. And I'm going to say this in closing. The excuses are our God, and the idols are our God. And we need to repent of these gods that we have put in the way of the God of the Bible. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, it's time for us to take a commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 Don't be shy. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Don't make excuses. Now's the time. The number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecturer, Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open. We want to hear from you. That number is 1-888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's one 367 
888-528-5329. Don't be shy. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. Looks like all our lines are lit up today, but Amen. that's all right. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. We're glad that uh, you're taking advantage of the time now. That number again is one 888 And we want to begin by thanking those of you who have been praying for Contending for the Faith Without your diligent and faithful prayers, we would never have been on the air this long. We also want to thank those who gave over the last week. Gail, Mary, June, Chris, Jackie, Jim, and Kim, Jerry, and Nancy. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air, so we need your help to make this payment every week. Uh, if you have been blessed, if you've truly been blessed by this program or by Dr. Buckner's teachings, we just want to... Once you consider partnering with us financially, uh, you don't want to turn the radio on and Saturday night and discover a different program is on the air and we're gone. It could, and so we just want to make sure that if you've been blessed by the program, that if you've been a longtime listener and you've been praying, well, now's the time to step up and take action and partner with with us financially so that uh, we can continue to do the work of the Lord. There's two ways that you can donate. First, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Or you can simply go online to your computer or laptop, and go to contendingfaith.org, that's contendingfaith.org, and click on the Donate button, and it's that simple, and you will be a blessing for time and eternity. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, and we want to uh, thank everybody for your prayers and your support. Uh, we are uh, getting close to the summertime, and we notice that ministries, even ours, uh, is really financially getting um, behind and we want to encourage people to step up tonight and this uh, coming week uh, to be a blessing because uh, we don't want to get in a situation where we are behind financially uh, because we will have to go off the air. So we need people to step up huge uh, right now and uh, bless abundantly. You know, just let the Lord lead you and, and guide you tonight if you've been blessed uh, be a blessing to contending for the faith because you don't want this one-of-a-kind radio program to go off the air. And we just need some huge blessings right now, and even some small ones, but some big ones, so that we can continue to be on the air doing what we're doing because uh, the Lord has been good to us uh, on this airway uh, with contending for the faith, and we want to encourage the listeners to step up and knock a home run and be a big blessing right now because we need your prayers and your support. Brother Gary, let's go to our uh, first caller. All right. We're going to Jermaine first tonight. Yes, Jermaine. How you doing? Jermaine, are you there? Brother Jermaine. Did we lose him? Well. Brother Jermaine, are you there? Strange things. Hello. How you doing this evening? Hello. I hear. I hear. I hear. I hear him right there, brother Jermaine. Are you there? A little enemy interference there. (laughs) Yes. 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 Well, good to hear your voice. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. It's good to talk to you guys. Well, the same here. The family doing well. Yeah, everyone is doing well. We're blessed. But very good. It's good to hear that. And what's on your heart tonight? Well, I was just wondering. Um, 
I, I noticed um, there, there's quite a few people out there who identify as Christian, and then talking with some of them, I, I noticed a lot of them are quite unsure of the resurrection. And I, I've even seen some uh, people with ministry degrees who aren't quite sure of the resurrection, and I just kind of question whether they could be a true Christian in in the same sense as when we say we're Christians. It's, it's kind of like the Jehovah's Witnesses who like to identify as Christian. I just wanted to get your take on that. Yes, it's an interesting uh, question. Um, you know, I was uh, at one time was getting ready to uh, teach at a seminary. They wanted me to uh, teach at a seminary in the Bay Area, and um, they um, heard me on the radio talking about the very things that you are raising now, because this is a seminary in the Bay Area. And um, I got into uh, Rudolf Boltmann, who demythologized the Bible and said that he was a German theologian and said that uh, the resurrection was a myth. And and it's a fulfillment of what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, that the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers who will tickle their ears, and the truth of God shall be made into mythology. Well, uh, a lot of the German theologians who have influenced a lot of the people today, their thinking today, uh, deny the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ, like Rudolf Boltmann. And so his impact upon many uh, so-called churchgoers and uh, even people in liberal seminaries uh, have taught them that uh, the resurrection was a myth. It was not a reality. Well, you cannot be, I want to say this and be straightforward about it, You cannot be a genuine Christian if you deny the bodily resurrection. Now, why do I say that? Because the Apostle Paul uh, said in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, that in verse 16, For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and you are yet in your sins. Now, this is what the Apostle Paul says. If Christ be not raised, you are yet in your sin. The bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is one of the essential doctrines for salvation, and this is one of the major ones. So to deny this and say that you're a Christian, it just doesn't work. You can't uh, deny him and then at the same time uh, deny the resurrection and then accept him. You've got to accept him and the bodily resurrection because he was raised physically from the dead. And so the Apostle Paul really nails it on the head right now, and yet you have uh, a group of people out there in the Jesus Seminar people that are on television as well, a bunch of liberals that teach that uh, Jesus uh, was not uh, arisen from the dead, and you got a lot of the cults that teach that as well. And so the reality is we stick with the Word of God, and Paul makes it clear that he was, if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, you're yet in your sin. You cannot be a Christian denying the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's clear uh, what the Apostle Paul says, and I'm going to accept it and believe it. And yet when I got on the radio and I started saying this, that Christ's bodily resurrection is an essential doctrine, and I mentioned Rudolf Bultmann, well, the seminary 
contacted me and said, you attacked one of the greatest theologians in the history of the church and that we don't want your kind here. Well, they did me a favor because I wouldn't have lasted there long anyway. So um, this is uh, an essential doctrine, and we got to believe in it in order to be a genuine Christian. So hopefully that helped you out. Yeah, I think that's crystal clear. I appreciate that answer, Dr. Buckner. You're welcome, and that's a good question as well. We always appreciate your, your questions as well. All right, and, you know, uh, real quick, I wanted to give you guys an update. You have been praying for me, uh, uh, dealing with the state and the issue with, with the fast-track company, and it uh, finally got resolved through a, kind of a miraculous way, uh, unexplainable, and uh, now I'm free and clear, and I've been kind of vindicated, so I just wanted to give give uh, God the glory and thank you all for your prayers and, and let you know that they, they were indeed heard. Amen. Well, let's give a uh, prayer of praise on this one. Brother Gary, let's thank the Lord on this uh, prayer of thankfulness for around Brother Jermaine. All right. So, Lord, we just thank you that we can come before you with thanksgiving in our heart and praise upon our lips, Lord God, because you hear and you do answer prayer. We always want to have prayer be our first response and not our last resort because you hear prayer, you answer prayer, you're mindful of your children. And, Lord God, we just we rejoice that uh this thing ended in a favorable way for Jermaine and his family. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother Jermaine for your call and your questions. All right. God bless you. God bless. All right, brother Gary, who we have next. All right. Well, it looks like we, brother CC is, is online. How you doing brother CC? Or not. <laughs> we having problems with yeah. our connection tonight. Either that. Yes, yes, hello. 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 Uh, make sure you stay by the phone. Stay by the phone. <laughs> Hello. Hello. We're here. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, uh, how are you doing this evening? Um, it's been pretty rough, but you know, I'm, I'm making. It, I'm getting through today. Amen. Well, lean on God's grace. I always tell people that it's His grace that gets us through every day, and not only His grace gets us through. But his grace supplies the various needs that we stand in need of. And so lean on God's grace. You know, and you have your prayer to always say, God, give me grace. Because the Bible says he has grace upon grace, not just grace, but grace upon grace. You know what the word grace means? Is it unmerited favor? That's right. That's right. And he will give you that favor. And, brother, that's what you need right now to get through whatever you're going through. So. Pray out that prayer, God, give me more grace. Give me more grace. Give me grace upon grace upon grace. <clears throat> and that's that's a good prayer to pray. Okay, well, I will pray that. Amen. And it works, too. And it, I, will, I will do it. Amen. And Philippians 4 and 19 talks about, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And Paul talked about in Second Corinthians 12, talked about that sufficient grace, and you want that sufficient grace to get you through whatever thorn is in your flesh. And Paul leaned on God's grace and that sufficient grace. And so we don't hear enough teaching on God's grace and the supply of grace. He has a lot of supply of grace for us, and we need his favor. But a lot of times we don't pray that type of prayer, and therefore we cheat ourselves of the abundant supplies of God's grace that he has at his at, at his disposal for us. So just want to challenge you in that area. Okay, yes. Amen. Thank you, Thank hey, you very much. You're welcome and and uh what I'm um, we trust that you got touched by the word tonight. 
Yo, yes, yes, I did. I, I got to touch. I touch a lot because um, it was. I mean, every time. I mean, it's, it's always. It's always blessed. I mean, I've never heard you bring the words. Okay, well, that's. I mean, it's always spirit filled. I know you've been spending time in, uh, with God, and of course, I know you've done your homework, and you could tell uh, about the years that you spent with Him. It, it pays off because. When, the, when you teach it, the Holy Spirit just flows so easy because you've got so much theology in you and experience along with the Holy Spirit, it just flows out. And I can tell, not only that, it's, it's from the heart. It's coming from your heart. Amen. Well, thank you it's so much. from your heart. Well, thank you so much for the encouraging words. I appreciate that. I always need to hear that. Thank you so much. Oh, I mean them, too. I mean it. I mean everything I'm saying. Amen. I know you do. I know you do. And uh, what's on your heart tonight? What's your question? Oh. I want to ask you two questions, um, if you can, if you could squeeze both of me. And the first one I'll ask you is in John twelve twenty four. Uh, John twelve and twenty four. Let me yeah. let me get to that. John twelve and twenty four. Okay. I tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we go to your uh, second question, and then we'll come to that. Uh, John twelve and twenty four. You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come yeah, to we'll do it like that. We'll come to okay. that, and uh, probably after the commercial. But let's get to your your other one that you mentioned. Uh, is it about the young people? Yeah, I want to ask you. Uh, I know it's a, it's, a, it's a lot of people that's involved in this, but I want to just ask you because I've been just, like doing studies and doing this stuff. But I know it's um, a lot of young young adults, you know, between the ages of eighteen and forty five, are um, mastered by um, sexual intercourse. And I wanted, you know, outside of marriage, and I wanted, you know, if you could, like, address that, because I know a lot of, and I know people younger, too, are going wild, too, but, you know, and some of the adults, we know the teenagers, could, they can fix them in this, too, but why is it that so many of these, they're just going crazy, and they're out of control? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are um, living in that day and age by which the Bible talks about, uh that uh, they there will be a great apostasy, you know, and that's talking about falling away. So you look at Second Thessalonians chapter two, and it says, "In the end of time, there will be a great falling away." And uh, <clears throat> and then the apostle Paul talks about a lot of this. Uh, I did a conference in Los Angeles uh on the end of times and talked a lot about what the apostle Paul says and Timothy about what's going to happen signs of the end before Christ comes back so the things uh you know that the Jesus talked about as well when he said that uh as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be in the days of the son of man they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and so uh, and even the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, we're living in that this era, this day that Jesus prophesied that the sexual revolution today and rebellion today is happening all over. It's, it's part of prophecy, um, Brother C.C. This is part of prophecy that's happening today. And the way we're going to counteract it is to come up with a game plan. And that's why it would be good for you to get the book by Joe Dallas called The Game Plan because he deals with addictions and how to reach people around that. And then also June Hunt, she has a tremendous series that um, for young people, and we've used some of that in our own church to minister to young people with some of the things that she says. 
And uh, so um, we, you know, so there's a great need for people getting back to the word and then also to uh, youth ministries and a youth minister to uh, do workshops and conferences to help people and that that uh, stand in need. We just don't have enough uh, classes and seminars and accountability groups for young people today. And But the things that's happening outside the church is just part of the prophecy and the failure of the home and failure of marriages falling apart and so many divorces that these young people are seeing so much hypocrisy that they are just uh, going out and just doing their thing. But we're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll address some more of this and some more things. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. Our phone lines are open. We do want to hear from you. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Don't be don't be shy. Pick up the phone. We still have plenty of time left in the broadcast to entertain your questions or comments. If you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Again, that number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor Cla- <clears throat> Bay Area Pastor. Lecturer and counselor and expert on the Colts, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, our phone lines are open and we do want to hear from you. That number is 1 888 FORKFAX. That's 1-888-367-5329. Don't be shy. Once again, pick the phone up. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. If you have questions or comments for us, if you need prayer, we want to pray with you. Again, that number is 1 888 FORKFAX. And once again, we just want to remind everyone that this is a listener-supported ministry, and without your support, you may not hear any ministry to hear to be listened to in the coming weeks. We need your help to continue to be on the air. We need your consistent prayers. We need your consistent giving. And, you know, it's such an amazing thing. You know, we've been on the air for, oh, 12 years now, and God has kept things going through your generous giving. And we're believing God is going to continue to keep things going. But you have to do your part just like we have to do our part every week coming long distances here to this studio and taking the time to bring God's word and this vital, vital message of of faith to you, our listening audience. We want to encourage you to partner with us here at Contending for the Faith so that we can continue to give reasons and answers for faith so that we can continue to answer questions and, and pray with folks and and um, just be a blessing to God's people. Uh, there's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the Donate button, and it's that simple. And you will be a blessing for time and eternity. These funds go right into the ministry, and they and they conti- they just continue to have a ripple effect blessing people every time that we're on the air and we believe one day we'll stand before God and there'll be a a vast multitude that are in heaven as a result of your giving. So we want to encourage you be a part of that blessing, be a part of that giving and uh, you will be blessed. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, brother Gary for those announcements and a good word uh, from to the people. And uh, we are uh, talking to CC. We were talking to him before the commercial uh, and uh, he was uh, 
asking us a question about young people today and falling into so much sin. And I mentioned that this is part of the prophecy of the last days. We must always keep our eyes on prophecy. And yet uh, we need to have some solutions to the issues. And uh, a lot of churches don't have youth ministries and uh, youth ministers to reach these young people and to um, get the the word of integrity in them, the word of God into them, and to hold them accountable uh, in this day and age and to minister to a lot of their hurt and their pain and because a lot of the stuff that they're doing is an acting out from what's going on in the home uh, with their parents and uh, with the peer uh, impact upon their lives and so many other things. But uh, be sure to get the book uh, by Joe Dallas, The Game Plan, as well as um, uh, J- June Hutt has a lot of good stuff uh, to uh, people in the area of uh, working with young people and integrity and all that stuff. Is Those things are really good to do workshops and, and uh, seminars with young people. And Gary has a few things he wanted to add, and then we'll get to your uh, second uh, question as well. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's troubling because it's epidemic. Uh, we live in a day and age where information is constantly bombarding kids. Every you know young person now has their own smartphone, and they can go online and access all kinds of things that are not healthy for them. Pornography is rampant you know they talk about kids are seeing pornography earlier and earlier um and so you know parents and families have to be vigilant they have to you know maintain god's word and god's standards in the home they got to put um boundaries on the use of devices um they've got to pour into their kids constantly their values and otherwise they're they're going to run afoul of the culture because the culture is not aligned with the word of God. Paul says we are to renew our minds daily. Why? Because every day we're being exposed to things that are contrary to the word of God. And unless you renew your mind daily, you're going to succumb to all that nonsense. It's going to invade your thinking. It's going to pollute your thinking and contaminate your thought life. And that's what's happening to young people. And, you know, not only young people, but, you know, adults and and above. Everywhere you look, you're seeing constant um, images of, of sexually charged uh, situations or, 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 or images, and it's, it's everywhere. So what do you do? You have to learn how to, to train your mind you have to, and renew your mind daily. Otherwise, you're going to fall into the same pitfalls, and, it's, and it's, it's rampant, it's epidemic. But, you know, it all goes back to what I like to call chair time. You know, you spend that time with Jesus every day. You're in the Word with, and you're in prayer, and you're, and you're building your relationship with God. And as you build that relationship with God on a daily basis, you're going to be able to deal with that kind of constant uh, temptations. You're going to be able to understand how to put some guards around your thought life, you know, but you got to spend that time with God. You know, it all boils down to that systemic solution. You know, most of us are not praying enough. Most of us are not spending time with God on a daily basis. We're not in God's word on a daily basis. And so we're spiritually anemic. We don't have the strength to resist. And, and we're not resisting, able to resist our peer, the peer pressure that's all around us. There's so many factors involved in this, in this, this uh, particular problem. You know, the enemy has created like what I call a, it's like a, a fishbowl full of hooks, you know, and, 
he's put a $100 bill at the bottom of the bowl, and everybody reaches in trying to get it. But when they go to pull their hand out, they're caught. They're caught in all this mess, you know, and so it, and it's and it's epidemic. But, you know, God is able. You know, it's not a hopeless situation by any stretch of the imagination. And, and I know church, good churches where strong uh, youth groups are in place, where uh, parents are being taught as well. You know, um, the, the word of God is going forth in power and people are responding. So we still, you know, we still need to, to, to uh, encourage people while, they're, while there's still time. Amen. Amen. So well said, Brother Gary. Thank you so much. And hopefully that helps out, CC. And just add one more thing with Gary saying to what Gary said, that uh, once they do these uh, youth groups, I think it's really critical for the youth minister to really teach these young people about spiritual warfare, that they mm-hmm. really have to understand how to fight the flesh, the world, the, the, the devil, the flesh, and the world, all three of those things. Uh, because uh, those three is killing the young people today and killing adults as well. And so if we don't understand uh, spiritual warfare, if we don't get equipped, we'll get whipped. And that's what's happening to not only young people, but people all over the world. So hopefully that helps you out. That helped out a lot because I got a, I got a lot of um, young people that I grew up with that I don't hang out with, hang out with no, anymore, and they're just gone. Like tonight, like tonight it's just they're going to just gonna be, I, I'm so much on my knees and I'm in my room at night tonight because I know all of my old friends I used to hang out with, they're in clubs, they're in parties, they're drinking, they're involved, in, they're in dangerous. And there's a lot of my family members, too. So that's why, it's, I mean, I really appreciate you guys giving that. It really, I, I, I got back more than what I expected. I really appreciate it because, like I said, most of my old, most of my old friends are, are young. You know, I got older friends, too, but most of them, are, the ones I grew up with, are young, and they're out there, and they're out there in the world. It's, it's, it's a mess. Amen. We'll we'll continue to be in prayer for them. And um, your question, I believe, it's uh, it's it's in uh, John twelve and twenty four. Yes, um, I want to ask you a question in that one. Okay, why don't you read it and then we will I will comment on it. It says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit." I was wondering if you could. Oh, yes. This is um, uh, Jesus really referring to a kernel of, uh, that dies to bring forth a rich harvest so that also he compares this to uh, his death, that, and he's preparing his disciples. In other words, uh, when you look at the verse 23, it says, But Jesus answered them, saying, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. So what Jesus is letting them know, he's using this illustration to point to his own death. But not only uh, his death in the sense that Unless he dies, uh, nothing will be produced on a much great level, like uh, much grain, uh, you know. But he's also challenging his disciples in verse 25, and he says, He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it from eternal life. Uh, so uh, Jesus is letting them know as well that they are going to have to die 
uh, as well for following him and be prepared. But he's encouraging them uh, using this grain of wheat. Unless it falls into the ground and dies, it will not uh, produce anything. So he's letting them know he's getting ready to die, but they might die as well. And many of them did. You know, you look at the Fox's Book of Martyrs. It talks about all the different Christians that died, and most of the disciples died. And and uh, so he's preparing them with this illustrative illustration of a grain of wheat. Unless it dies, it will not produce uh, any fruit. Fruit, And, and so uh, the same thing is true with the Christian life. All right. Well, um, hopefully that helps you out. I really appreciate that from you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah, it helped out a lot. You're welcome. Well, we have another uh, caller. We want to get to them. Let's just have a quick prayer for you, uh, and then we want to get to the the uh, respond to respond to the question that was called in uh, okay. to us. Okay, just do a quick prayer for me and my family. Boris Kojo and his wife, Nicole, wife Nicole, Morris Chestnut and his wife, and um, Elicle J and his wife, and Will Smith and his wife, and my family, and the pressure on my head to leave. All right, Brother Gary, let's pray for our... Lord, we just thank you for Brother Cece. We pray for his health, Lord God. He's been having these chronic head pressure uh, issues for a long time. And we just pray, Lord God, that you would bless him to find out what it is and to be able to get relief, Lord God, either through doctors or through your divine and supernatural touch, Lord God, that you can heal. You're still in the business of healing, and we pray for that healing upon his body. But however you choose... Lord God, help him to find a solution and help him to find um, that grace as well. We pray for his family, that is uh, his mother and, 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 and relatives, especially those that might be in dangerous situations this night, Lord God. We also lift up those celebrities he mentioned and their spouses, Lord God, that you would just touch those families, touch those lives, and Lord, use them to influence others that are in the film and, and um and television and movie industry, that they, Lord God, would be a light in those areas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, CC, for your call and your questions as well. Thank you. Keep Arnold Schwarzenegger in prayer on you guys all. He's, he's, he's getting up there at age. We sure will. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. All right. We had an anonymous caller, and they said, what to do when homeless people continually come to Bible study and ask for money? Well, that's a good uh, question. Uh, one of the things I would say is uh, don't uh, give them money uh, because you never know what they're going to do with that money um, unless you go with them to get what they need in terms of that. I used to work as a missionary in San Francisco, and that's way back in the 70s, and that's when I met Gary way back in, I think, mm-hmm. in 78. We're telling our age now. And uh, and I used to— uh, I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the uh, homeless people would uh, come up to me and say, can I uh, have some money because I'm hungry? And I would say, okay, uh, there's a, a store right down the street. Let me walk down there with you and, and get you something. Oh, brother, no, 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 I need the money. I said, well, you know, you're you're playing games with me. And I said, if you want something to eat, I'll, I'll walk you down there and get you something because I knew that they – when to use it for drugs or something else, uh, alcohol. Uh, but the other thing that uh, is important, that if someone homeless comes to your uh, Bible study, um, make sure that they're interested in the Bible study as well. And then there, you can always have the people get together and say, 
you know, we have some food for you and, you know, clothing and some basic necessities that you can give to them. Uh, but I would also develop in your church, if you don't have this, develop in your church a, a referral ministry, a referral ministry. You know, that's so important because you need to be connected with other ministries like the Salvation Army that not only uh, have supplies and basic necessities, but they also deal with the addictions because a lot of the homeless people have, uh, most of them have addiction problems. And then the Bay Area rescue missions. And so you need to be aware of these ministries and be a referral ministry because they're going to keep coming back and back and you need to refer them. So hopefully that helps out. And you can call us for more questions. Uh, get our phone number and call us on that. Brother Gary. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, uh, Brother Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, or an encouragement to us, so drop us a note and let us know how the program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip exhort and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.